doctor's always very attentive to his guests. Girls of her age have a tendency to be a bit too forward. He is mine! What is this? It's an insect bite. This is John and Isaac, and this is this week's episode of Paranormal Guys. For this week's episode, we are going to review the often great Dario Argento's Dracula or Dracula 3D. Um, but this is is uh, it's been 400 years since Count Dracula's beloved uh, Dollingen de Graz passed away leaving the immortal bloodsucker forever abandoned but when he discovers that local newlywed Mina Harker bears a striking resemblance to to Dollingen his furious yearning is, is reawakened as he believes Mina to be a reincarnation of his beloved uh, luring her husband Jonathan away to his castle with the help of his minion Lucy, played by Aja Argento, Dracula embarks on a bloody quest to reunite with his long-lost love and live forever with her in hellish immortality. Only the arrival of vampire expert Abraham von Helsing, played by Rutger Hauer, can put an end to the, to the fiend's unholy plan. I'd probably give it like a out of five out of ten, I mean, because it wasn't anything great, but I mean, it was watchable. But I don't know if I'd ever want to watch it again. Yeah, well, like the, I haven't seen a lot of, or I haven't seen, I only seen a couple Argento movies, but I, I did like how it was still he still gave it the Argento feel to it, like older, even though it wasn't as weird as some of his other movies. Definitely not. But like how, like you said, it was almost like 1960s style when it came out in 2012. With all of the sets, all of the effects, like the practical effects. I really like how he still used the practical effects, and then like the CGI was awful. <laughs> like, well, that's because all the CGI and it was supposed to be 3D. Yeah. And like, even for like the, I mean, it came out two years ago in 2012, and like I don't believe the budget for this movie was, I think it was like $7.7 million. So that probably, most of that probably went into getting Rutger Hauer to play in it and the CGI effects. 
<laughs> because they're, I mean... Yeah, like, I'm probably rated about a 5-2. I, I liked it as far as Dracula movies go, but it, like, it wasn't, like, a special story. It was a stereotypical Dracula story. And I, I was not a big fan of the guy that played Dracula. Yeah. Like, he didn't seem very Dracula-esque. No, he really didn't. You know, I mean, he seemed like, you know, one of those more modern Dracula-esque type people, you know, like, in the TV show or, like... Not as not as bad as like a Twilighty Dracula, but you know, not that much greater either. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I will say there was tons of gore in it, which was hilarious because yeah. it was so bright red. Yeah, it was like it was like a like Dawn of the 1970s Dawn of the Dead red. <laughs> like, yeah, it was super super red and like I don't know, like they had a lot of iron in their blood. Apparently, like, <laughs> it must be, like, precise, you know, pristine, fresh blood. Which is, I mean, the acting was not that great in it. I mean, it was, it was okay. It what, wasn't. Like, <clears throat> what I was wondering, like, uh, most of the, the voice dubs didn't match up to the voices a lot of the time. Yeah. And is that because, was he doing that on purpose, or was it, are those actual, like, Italians? Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that they're mostly Italians, but probably because, <clears throat> probably, uh, it was a lot of ADR after the movie was done, because either, like, they didn't catch it on the first run of the, because the movie looked, especially the Rutger Howard parts, looked like they were filmed one take, no retries, yeah. like, Oh, you shot it? That's good. Let's move on to the next one. Because there were lots of mistakes in there. Like, there's one point in it where when he first comes in, you first meet Van Helsing, and he goes up to the room that he's renting, and, like, he goes to put his hat on the on the chair, and it falls off, and it's just, like, he just leaves it there on the <laughs> ground. And then, like, the next scene when he goes and finds uh, Lucy... It's so weird because they're sitting there and the other girl, Mira, comes down to, 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 to like ask him what he's doing there and what he did with the body. And then they hear her coming up the stairs or coming down the stairs to the tomb and he takes his hat off of the, off of the tombstone, I mean off of the, off of the stone casket yeah. and throws it behind it like, what? Like he just <laughs> picks it up and throws it behind it. It's like... Why would you do? Why wouldn't you take it with you? Or like, why he just picks it up and throws it, <laughs> and it was freaking hilarious. But I will say, the most hilarious thing in the movie, which served no purpose whatsoever, nothing to do with anything, is Dracula's coming up the stairs <laughs> as a giant, giant mantis. mantis. <laughs> A mantis. You see a shadow of a mantis. Yes. Like. And he's like a seven foot tall mantis. Yeah. And he's just the mantis for this brief point so we can kill uh, Mira's dad, I guess. Yeah, was, yeah, the mayor. Dad. The mayor. And he kills him and then he turns back into Dracula and <laughs> takes Mira away. It's like, why? Why didn't you just stay as Dracula? You could have killed him just Yeah. Or why didn't you just turn into your 
thing of flies and buzz into her room yeah. and turn into Dracula. Like, why did you have to turn into a, man- a giant mantis? Like, that was utterly pointless. I mean, the same thing with him, like, in the beginning of the movie, he's a owl. owl. Yeah. He's an owl, and he's a wolf, and... He's Isn't he gi- cockroaches, he's, too, at one he's point? cockroaches, a giant mantis, he's a bunch of flies. Um, Is he ever a bat? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it was a bat at all once. Which the um, the fly thing will bring me to my next point of the movie is I liked the way that they that like the one part that the CGI was actually fairly decent was like during his death and uh, you know like it started showing him yeah. body rotting from the inside out and everything and that was, was pretty cool. cool. That was pretty cool. But the most hilarious thing happened right after that as well, when Rutger Hauer runs up to the girl, and he's just standing so close to her, and he's like, thank thank God I had enough garlic for one bullet. <laughs> and it's like, but you see him earlier in the movie, yeah, and he's made like bull- four or five yeah. bullets, and he's... There's no garlic, is there? Well, yeah, he's grinding up the garlic okay. to put on the bullets, I guess. Not, like, to put them in the lead. Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought he was doing when he was making the bullets. Was, yeah, I thought he was dropping garlic into the lead. But, uh, yeah, like, he's grinding up garlic, and I guess he only rolled one bullet in there and only brought one bullet with him. To kill the all-powerful Dracula. Yeah, like, he brought one bullet <clears throat> in the gun, and only that one bullet was laced with garlic. And that was, like, a, such a shitty ending for Dracula, like, oh, I'm gonna shoot you with a garlic-encrusted bullet, and you're gonna be gone. You're dead. And then, like, once they left the place where his beloved was buried, like, then it turns into, like, a black tornado of a wolf, yeah. and it's like, so what's, what ha- what's, ha- what's going on? Yeah, that was pretty dumb. It's almost like, Am I watching the Sci-Fi Channel right now? Yeah, because, I mean, did he... Well, like, you know, you saw him, you know, die, and he turned to his ashy, stony thing, and then he disappeared into the bunch of ashes, and then once they leave, it transforms into a tornado and leaves where he was. So did he not die? Is that saying that you can't kill Dracula? Or what? Yeah. Like, it was... The movie was also, like... I'm gonna say, like, at least 30 minutes longer than it needed to be. Like, there was a bunch of stuff in it that didn't need to be in it whatsoever. Like, uh... Uh, it was... It was, like, almost two hours long, the movie, and... There's some parts where it just, like, drags Oh, yeah. Like... There's a lot of it where it just drags on, and then, like, it's like, oh, okay. <coughs> I mean, Argento's not really one of those people that, you know, is super, you know, like, character-driven movies, you know? Yeah. He's not like he's not like Quentin Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez or something, you know, where every character has a really interesting story, and you want to know more about the characters. It's basically okay, this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, where in this, it's like, let's sit down yeah. and talk for a while. Yeah, and, like, most like most of the characters are bland. Uh-huh, and most of the characters die anyway. Like, yeah. The only... The, 
three characters you care about is like Rutger Hauer, Mira, Jonathan in the first. Like he comes in and like he's gonna go work for Dracula, and they don't tell him anything about Dracula, but you can tell that they're all being suspicious about it, even though like I'd be like, what's what's the big deal about his about, yeah. about Dracula, and like. That part where he's up in the library and like he looks in the reflection and he doesn't see Dra- uh, Dracula's or he looks in like what was it like the glass? It was like a glass case and he yeah, doesn't see yeah. Dracula's reflection, but he sees his own. And he's just like Dracula's like what? And he's like oh nothing. Yeah. It's like, Wouldn't you leave after that? Yeah. Like well, there's like another thing too. Like I, I guess it. I guess maybe it shows it and maybe I looked away or something. But like I, when I was watching it, I didn't know that it took place in England and then moved to Transylvania. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, because apparently like, it's they're in England to begin with and then John goes, Jonathan goes to work for Dracula in Transylvania. Which, it was not very clear about that at all. Yeah, like, like apparently his job was counting his books. It's like Really, Dracula gonna hire someone? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then he was reading about him. Yeah, like yeah, he was reading oh, about Tepish, Tepish the yeah, the Impaler. Oh yes, yes, and that still didn't make him no light bulbs at all. Yeah, no light bulbs, <laughs> none at all. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I just can't get past that the freaking mantis. Like that was. Uh, giant like why like why a giant mantis why might as well just been like a giraffe or like yeah like it could have been anything <laughs> like yeah like I also take it that uh, <clears throat> I take it that when Jonathan goes up to get his room in Dracula's castle I guess I'm I'm, I'm guessing that the spirit the really bad CGI spider that he sees is Dracula in yeah, the Yeah, that would make sense. I'm guessing. But like I forgot about was, that one too. Like it was so bad and yeah. like he looks at it and then it just shows the close up of the CGI spider on the web and then you see him again and then you never see where that web would have been or anything and like was it taking up the whole side of the room or something? Yeah. I mean, like, what was going on with that? But nothing seemed to affect Jonathan. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, one of the other things was, like, uh, when they finally killed Jonathan, you know, they shoved the, the, the stake, the two-and-a-half-foot-long stake <laughs> through him. You see where they, they shoved him in the yeah, wrong place yeah, at yeah. first? Well, they shoved him, like, down yeah. here in his stomach. And then the and next then, scene, yeah. it's up in his heart. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty hilarious. <laughs> but then, like, after he dies and, like, becomes dust, like, Rutger Hauer's like, okay, let's go. And, like, he just leaves the two-foot-long stake there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, like, the only stake he has. Because, like, yeah, in you're the scene... You're multiple, multiple well, of those. <laughs> like, in the scene before, he's sitting there, and he just has that one stake, and he's like, all right. And he's, like, you know, playing with it and, <laughs> and doing stuff with it, and it's like... Why do you just like this one stake and then like he has different ones throughout it but it's like where do you put these things yeah. and like why wouldn't you take it with you if you're fighting vampires and you know that the stake kills them and then like he has a knife 
a really tiny knife yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he slices the guy's throat open with. And it's like, what? What? Like, you have giant stakes, and you have a gun that, that you know, only apparently had one bullet in it that was laced with garlic. And then a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> yeah, like, what were you thinking? I don't know. Like, IMDB, it has a 3.6 out of 10. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he, I know it says he directed it and he wrote it, but I kind of find that a little bit hard to believe. Because, I mean, Dario Argento's made a lot of good movies. And a lot of good movies, you know, right before this one, and since this one, and like, they've all been way better. Let's see. I guess that was the last one he directed. Hmm. Like this Mother of Tears. That was a pretty good movie. And I so was Gila. That was that was a pretty good one. Uh, his Masters of Horrors one were pretty good. Um, the card player wasn't that great, but it was still pretty much better than this one. Yeah, he's done some pretty good ones. I mean, Inferno, Suspiria, Deep Red probably his most famous ones. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I thought it's just a weird, not really a, not really a great movie. Um, like we said before, watchable, probably not, not a lot of rewatch value. <laughs> yeah, probably not more than once would you want to see it. Um, I don't know, especially if you've just seen, like, if you're watching vampire movies and you've just watched 30 Days of Night and then watch Argento's Dracula, I'm sure it'd be a pretty big disappointment. Um, I mean, the only thing I can say <clears throat> that it wouldn't be a disappointment watching afterwards was, like, Twilight, <laughs> like, or, uh, any of those sequels to John Carpenter's Dracula, like Dracula 2 or Dracula 3. Dracula 2000 or... Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's better than all of those really bad ones. Um, but by no means is it good. Which makes me kind of sad, you know, because if you go and tell someone, oh, you should check out, you know, some Dario Argento movies, and if, they, if, that's, if that's one they've seen because it's on Netflix... Then be like, well, probably not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I would I would suggest that uh, if you haven't seen Inferno or Suspiria, um, you should probably watch those movies because those are good Dario Argento movies. Um, so yeah, like I said earlier, um, I'll give it a five out of five. Yeah, that'd be about the same. Alright, so that wraps up our movie section. Um, 
yeah, I mean, if you guys do have Netflix, I mean, <clears throat> give, give it a watch. It's not not too bad. It's so yeah. awful. Yeah, it's it, it's worthy of a watch, but not a rewatch. Yeah. Um. Next, we're gonna talk about uh, the uh, the new trailer this week that was released for a little video game coming out by the original maker of the only good Resident Evil games. Uh, that video game's called The Evil Within, and it looks pretty awesome. It does, and it's Bethesda too, which yes. you can't go wrong with. Yeah, they're good for like you know third person and filling up worlds with a whole bunch of stuff, which means. I'm guessing it's going to be pretty open worldish, like basically yeah. you can go where you choose. You know, not you know, you're not confined to one area. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is awesome because I think a game needs a game needs to be like this. You know, with a pre, you know pretty pretty much a you know like. Yeah, you know, you have to do these certain things to move the story along, but, you know, there's other room for exploring. Unlike, like a game like, uh, like DayZ or, uh, uh, a couple other games out there where, you know, you can basically, you know, you're pretty much confined to, like, one town. And, like, you can do all this really cool stuff in that one town, but besides that one town, you really can't do a whole lot, you know, you can't travel to other towns or do anything like that, but, yeah, it looks really awesome, looks a lot like a mixture of, like, the original Silent Hill games with the original Resident Evil games, which were two of the best horror video game franchises. Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, looks really gory. <laughs> Yeah. Which looks awesome. Really creepy. Yeah. It like looks like it has like a wide array of like different like monster type things. Mm-hmm. Like um you see that guy in like the mask, almost like a Michael Myers mask. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, there's the box head guy looked very creepy. Yeah. Like like a butchery kind of guy. And the doctor who had like Half of his head torn open. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. And like, ooh, these weird-looking skull creature things. Like, it looks it looks pretty good. It really does. Evil Within looks super badass. Yeah, it looks really awesome. Um, yeah, we just watched some. Uh, some gameplay footage of it and it looks like it's gonna be pretty scary up there I think it looks like it's gonna be better than Outlast yeah definitely especially on the scare factor and the fact you know like your guy you know has weapons that he can use but doesn't look like they're very effective against a lot of things yeah and like one of them was like the zombie looking things are coming after you you can blow their head off which looks awesome when you do that then you have to burn their bodies right afterwards. Yeah. Or else they come back. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you only get limited amount of stuff, so. And then the other game we're checking out is one called Daylight, which is coming to the PC and PlayStation 4 on uh, the end of April. April 29th. April 29th. Which, that looks, looks pretty interesting. Um, I mean, not really a whole lot 
that's been put out there about it. You know, like it's basically you're wandering around an asylum with your camera phone. Yeah. And you're using the flashlight on your camera phone to be your source of light, and there's ghosts. They're saying it's more based on like Japanese type horror movies. Which are pretty good, you know, it's all about the scares, you know, not big giant guys coming after you, wielding chainsaws and stuff, but, I mean, it looks like one of those games like Outlast, you know. Yeah, it didn't, like, well, from what we saw, it didn't look as scary as Outlast, at least yeah. not yet. Yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be another one of those games, you know, it'll be fun to play in the dark, you know. And, yeah, you know, well, the coolest thing about it is the random, yeah, random generated... Everything like if is you randomly die, generated. Yeah, like all of the rooms and ghosts are completely randomly generated, so you're never going to have the same experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and the inclusion of permadeath, so basically once you die, you have to start all the way over again. Yeah. I mean, that I mean that kind of sucks in the, in the respect of, yeah, you get all the way to the end of the game, you, you die, and then it's like, well, now you got to start all the way over from the beginning of the game. So it might not even be that long of a game if that's the case. You know, the game might not be really long if, you know, there's permadeath for everything. Yeah, I guess those are the two games coming out before uh, Alien Isolation uh, that look pretty freaking sweet. Oh, I will uh, mention uh, this newbie. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I plan on watching it this week. Um, called uh, Alien Abduction. I saw the trailer for it. It actually doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. Um, looks pretty good. Uh, I'm probably going to watch it this week. And uh, that'll be an extra review for Netflix. Is it on Netflix. Hulu? No, it's not on Hulu. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I guess, you know, that'll be a little talking that we can do next week about that movie, not for our major movie. But yeah, I mean, if you if you watch it and I watch it this next week, it can be our second movie review. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, other than that, I really haven't seen any new horror movies coming out. I mean, uh, I know, like, the marked ones coming out on DVD, which... I didn't really think that was too great of a movie, but then again, after like the first Paranormal Activity movies, I didn't really care for them. Did you see uh, it in the marked ones? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I have no rush to see it. Yeah. So, and I'm sure it'll be on Netflix in like a month. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I mean, it just it came out in January. It's just April now, and it's already coming out to DVD, so we couldn't have done that good. Yeah, I guess, uh, well, this is Johnny. And this is Isaac. Uh, you've been listening to the Paranormal Guys. Uh, we'll see you next time.